afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Society. with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, like Mo, we out here. It's the full furnace again, baby. Blah, 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 blah. And a little bit, a little bit of behind the scenes. A little bit behind the scenes. We're recording on Halloween. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> hey, do you know what, yeah? I dropped off my daughter and I was coming back home and I, I fully saw man them out on Halloween. I'm just like, yo, it's COVID. We're going back onto lockdown and you man are going knocking on people's doors and about sweets. Nah. <laughs> nah. Interestingly enough, I didn't see anyone in that area yeah, anyway. And I was thinking, like, fam, if... this was Streatham. This was like Streatham parts and man them were walking around knocking on doors. Of course. Like, yeah. And I was thinking, like, if, if there's COVID next year as well, Around 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 this type of time of year, you think that would be enough to like kill Halloween forever? If no, like, if, like no, we have Halloween no. two years no. in a row, no. no. That's Everyone. like you can't have Christmas two years in a row. Well, Christmas has been kind of dead these past few years, to be honest. It's been fully commercialized. There will always be sales. Yeah. that becomes what Christmas is. Yeah. I feel like, to the point where I don't even take Christmas off at work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you, boy. <laughs> any like any holiday that I can get off, it's off. When you're I feel like a Christmas kid, is, is only fun like when you're a kid and when you have kids. After that, mm. apart, from, apart from that, it's just like whatever. Mm. In yeah. other news, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was actually Cold one of the most, the suavest James Bonds. Yeah. Who's your favorite um, James Bond? This year has been a mad one, you know. Mm. Who's yeah. your guys' favorite James Bond? Mm. I'm a big James Bond fan, but I would have to yeah. say, um, Roger Roger Moore is the one that my mom used to watch and my dad used to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was I'm the. I'm doing a quick Google search at the minute. Yeah. I think Pierce Brosnan for me, you know. Yeah, I think Pierce Brosnan is more our time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I remember Roger Moore. I think it was A View to a Kill with Grace Jones. Um. That that was the that was the one that my mom and my dad watched, and mm-hmm. that's sort of the one that Roger I Moore, came up yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a. I think there's there's Moses has a delay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's doing that look up. He's, I'm currently on Google. I'm currently yeah. on Wiki okay. looking at all the different things. Yeah. Daniel I, I, Craig, nah, I'm not really feeling them too tough. I think Piers um, Brosnan would, would be would be that guy. He holds it well and he's able, he's got like a little um like evil streak to him that almost gives him that like Edge where it's just like, nah, this guy can switch sides at any minute. How do you guys feel about Tom Hardy as as James Bond? I think he can do it. I definitely think he can do it. I just wonder what direction they're gonna go in. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have you seen people saying that he can't? Have you do seen it. the foreigner? Have you seen the foreigner with, with, uh, with Jackie Chan? Chan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Pierce Brosnan with as Brosnan, the yeah. the IRS That's... guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he holds down that role so well. I I actually I actually think Jackie Chan just steals his show for that movie, just with that 
melodramatic old man. Anyway, yeah, this isn't yeah, a movie yeah. review podcast. What are we talking about? Movies. Fam, this podcast yeah, is, is what we want it to be. You know, like that. We've we moved it out of the Christian podcast category. Yeah, yeah Robert got his Robert got his wish. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, but to be fair, all the people that Jackie Chan killed, they even went to heaven or hell. That's the Christian link in it. Amen. What? Sorry, not sorry. Am I in the hot seat? No, well, you were technically in the hot seat last week. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll jump. Freedom. I'll jump in the hot seat. Great. I was going to jump in it because I don't have a question. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, you can have it. You can have it. Uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, what was this? If time yeah, travel became a real thing, mm-hmm. and, and like we were able to go back to go and see the crucifixion of Jesus. Do you think mm-hmm. that would have a net positive or not, or, or a net negative effect on Christianity as a faith? I think it would be a negative because it would almost be. Um, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant about these things because it can almost become like a self-righteous thing. Like, have you even seen Jesus crucified? Like, almost that sort of thing. But it may also have a positive from the perspective of you can actually sit there like you can actually like deep and comprehend not comprehend but wrestle with the realities of jesus on the cross for you um i do see the the trajectory of trying to go back into time and undo your mistakes so in essence you can live a a sinless life because you've just gone back and like changed your actions what do you think the implication would be if someone went back in time and tried to stop the crucifixion? It wouldn't work. Because God had, God had prophesied it. And so it was like, it, it was like, yeah, it, it was something that had been, um, something that had been arranged from before, um, like the lamb, the lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the earth. And so it was something that had been ordained since the beginning of creation. And so I don't particularly think that it, could, it, it wouldn't work. It's like trying to stop, stay the hand of God. That's an impossible task. So I think God will step in and like stop you from stopping people killing Jesus. I think it'd be one of them ones where even if you went back to stop the crucifixion, we will still have the crucifixion, but in a slightly different narrative that still fulfills the prophecies. Because mm. it, it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's like you've stopped... You may have stopped Judas from being the snitch, but somebody else from the team might have been the snitch. Imagine someone killed Mary while she was pregnant with Jesus. What happened then? That make it go, I don't go. <laughs> kind of random plot twist. Uh. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't think it would. I don't think it would be successful because she has got life, the life inside of her. So I don't think it will be successful. Mo, could you could you repeat why you think um, it would be negative if someone was able to go back to the crucifixion? Simply from a, a pride perspective, um, almost like I have seen Jesus died, have you? And it almost come like a self righteousness thing. Um, 
That's a wild that conclusion to jump to, that that's going to be the reaction. It's even like, um, like non-Christians can have that argument. Because that if, if, if everyone can jump back into time, then it wouldn't be exclusive to Christians, or unless you get the Holy Spirit and then you get this no, magical transportation power. No, no, so I was talking about, so like we've, we've like created like tech, technology to go back in time. And so someone has gone back mm-hmm. in time to corroborate Jesus being an actual figure. Oh, okay. I, I thought you meant like us now. Everyone has the choice to be able to go oh, no, back. No, no. <laughs> I, think, I, think, more, like, you, I wow. think I think you've got some hurt in you that you need to feel. <laughs> Someone's had some sort of spiritual experience and they've used it against you. And you're projecting nah, on I, everything. You know what? I just stretch straight. Um, I, just, I just feel like as humans, we, we will tend to use anything, even mm. what seems the most mundane, to uh, bolster our sense of worth. So it's like, I fasted for three days. Have you fasted? Um, yeah, no, I hear, I hear and that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, going back in time, going back in time to see a man die, the problem is it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't too uncommon, if that makes sense, in those days. Yes. Not, it, crucifixion was a legitimate means of punishment um so you wouldn't necessarily be viewing something history changing other than the person that was dead and the significance of the person yeah Yeah. the significance of the person i in my opinion would have would have had a different effect it was like well you actually saw it it's like oh yeah this is really real kind of thing but do you know what i think what would be more impactful wouldn't necessarily be watching Christ die, but be, uh, going to the tomb to see him risen. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, evil works. Yeah. 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 Let's hang around. Because that's days. more, you know, like that. You stand by the tomb and that. Let's hang around. To let Mary days. and then man see you. Cool. And it's but like, then do you think yeah, that actually he rose? But then do you think that there would be more people would take Christianity more seriously? If, 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 if people could say, actually, yeah, we went back and saw Jesus die and we saw him roll the stone from the tomb. So it's, it's like confirmed. Personally, I don't, I don't think so, because even amongst them, the guys that walked with him, you know, there was Judas who, whether or not he believed up until after his actions. And then there were the Pharisees. And then there were, you know, there were people there who saw it and didn't believe. I don't, I don't imagine... Yeah. You know, it would just be one of those things. I don't imagine it would change much because people are people. And at the end of the day, it's not necessarily what you know that saves you, but the spirit that makes that that knowledge, um, you know, real to you. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think even Jesus was like, um, blessed are those who haven't seen and still believe. Yeah. And so I, I believe there's something definitely about faith there where it's even without seeing the Holy Spirit has done such a work in you that you believe in the resurrection, like you have encountered this God and you're like, nah, I I believe that he died and rose again on the third day. Like my sins are forgiven because of his work. Mm. Even without seeing it physically yourself. Um, So yeah, I believe there's something significant about that. And it's not so much a case of blind faith or anything like that, as opposed to... um, an inward conviction by the Holy Spirit that aligns with um, historical accounts and testimonies of the apostles and everything like that. 
Um, so yeah, that's. So I don't think that it would put, it would give more credibility to the gospel because the gospel is meant to be foolishness to the Gentiles and a stumbling block to the Jews. And so even if it was verified by, which it is, it is verified by eyewitness accounts. So even in the story of Lazarus and the rich man, Lazarus, when the, um, the rich man is in hell, is in, yeah, is in, is in the lake of fire or whatever, Sheol, and he's like, send Lazarus to my brothers. Abraham was like, he's got, they've got the prophets and Abraham. If they don't believe them, they won't believe even if someone comes back from the dead. And so I believe if we don't believe scripture, we won't believe if someone even comes back. And it's like, I've seen it. Cool. Comes back with like HD footage. Yeah. 4K things out here. No, like that. Peter, what's your thing? What's my question? Yeah. Um, hey, Moses, what are you looking at? <laughs> so for listeners, Moses just went. That oh, he's still playing a game. He's been speaking, but he's got his head Pokemon turned. Pokemon <laughs> he speaking, it's just like he, he's got his head turned. Just the back of my head. Game. At least put the tablet on your on your lap so that you, it can have, it can be like good quality. Oh, so you want to see what I'm doing? Or oh, at least so we can so so, so we can at least. Feel like you're paying attention to what we're doing. <laughs> like not. <laughs> anyway, Mo, how do you deal doctrinally with someone who identifies as anime sexual or manga sexual? Whoa, whoa, what's that? whoa! What's that? Whoa! How the hell did we get here? <laughs> Man, I got a post of game for this one. Boy. What? <laughs> what? Is that even a thing? It is a thing. And here's the, the definition of thing? anime sexual from the LGBTA wiki. Of course anime sexual, <laughs> also known as manga sexual, is a ficti sexuality where one is romantically or sexually attracted to an anime or manga character. So how do you doctrinally deal with someone who identifies as such? No. In the name of Jesus, come out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh because this is someone's reality. Man said anime. So just, 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 no. to, just, just to sort of um, cover my my back. I, <coughs> I get, I get um, emails from Quora. I thought you were about Quora. to say I did some Google no, searches. No. <laughs> no, you know that website. That website that deals with questions. Quora. Yeah. Quora. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I get like um weekly summaries of questions. Wow, that website is wild, you know. It, it well, well because I I went on there with some doctrinal questions. I get questions regarding that. I don't get because it is wild. It can be wild. <laughs> um, but yeah. So <laughs> one question came in over the week. It was like, my son tells me he's anemisexual. What does this mean? <laughs> And I, was, and I was just like, I just found it so interesting. So I looked into it a little bit. And I was like, okay, how how do you deal with how do you deal with this doctrinally? Wow. Um <laughs> so firstly I would I would say like um <laughs> I'm like fam, are you alright? Are you alright, anime? What are you, are you right, fam? <laughs> nah, but 
after I get over the shock of it, of you actually admitting that this is your sexual orientation. Um, wow. That is wild. That is wild. Wait, hold on. What I is think... Robert looking at? I'm looking at this for really sexual not. thing. Well, Robert's Robert, just looking Robert's... at his phone grinning. It, it looks like Robert's starting to identify. He's starting to like, oh, this describes me. My life makes so much sense now. I think, I think we all start, I'll start. And they've even got a flag. Whoa. What is it? Is it Full Metal Alchemist or something? Do you see that? No. I can't see it. It's there. No. It's just all the colours. (laughs) It's all the pastel colours. Bro. So my, 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 my first thing would be, um, sexual intimacy or sexual union or sexuality as described in the in the bible mm. is first and foremost between human beings <laughs> <laughs> let's establish that like, let's just put that human beings yeah it's like if you if you marry like a girl that likes cosplay and anything's there that's you in it like that's that's you but Fam, fam, man's watching Dragon Ball Z. Nah, get off of it, fam. No, no, I'm good. I'm like, nah, G, nah, that can't run. That's weird. Um, but you know what? I'm actually, I'm shocked. Bro. I'm like, someone listening to this could legit be in this position, and is just hearing us, man, crack up. <clears throat> It's the shock that this is actually a thing that has been given a name. Um, I'll say first and foremost, the Bible presents sexual union as be- between humans to even the point of saying, um, if you have like, you shouldn't have sex with animals. Mm. And I know that you can say that's Old Testament, blah, 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 this and that. But we see even Jesus echoing it marriage is between a man and a woman that's why a man will leave his father and mother and father like cling to his wife leave and cleave um and so sexual sexual union is fundamentally between um between humans and even that, I won't just leave it there between humans. I'll be like, yo, like, biblically, biblically instituted marriage is between male, male and female. That has been God's original design. That And Jesus echoed it in the New Testament. Um, and that's just, that's been the pattern um, of a healthy marriage um, between one man and one wife. Obviously, we see the patriarchs who did a madness, um, and we see God still blessing them even through that. But just because God blessed them doesn't necessarily mean that we continue in their sin. Mm. Um, so, yes, that, that would be my stance. And my second statement would be, fam, seek help. Counseling. Like, let's, let's go there. So, so maybe um, a more, uh, I was going to say, maybe a more poignant question regarding this is where Christ, um, is it when the woman caught in adultery? no. It was when they were when they were debating Christ as to what constitutes adultery, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, yeah, Moses said anyone who sleeps with another man's wife or whatever mm. has committed adultery, but he extends that to anyone who has sexual thoughts 
of a woman has committed adultery can mm. someone who identifies as anime sexual or manga sexual that has sexual thoughts about a fictitious anime character commit adultery i'll say yes um but the person doesn't if, you, exist. if you're if you're if you're in a relationship even if you're not in a relationship i think it's so it isn't it isn't um particularly so i would classify it under sexual perversion um being sexually perverse where it's not um yeah it's not the it's not the described expression of sexuality within the bible um and i know that i've taken like a very hard line stance on this before we've kind of played not played around with it but we've been a bit liberal and we've always like we've emphasized a lot that in terms of homosexuality and stuff, it's not necessarily like gay bashing or anything like that. It's like, this is our stance, but we still like, boom, like you're still human. You're still, we're still going to treat you with respect, with dignity, blah, blah, blah. Like still extend love and everything. Um, but I've, and I haven't necessarily given any of those disclaimers. I don't necessarily think I, I need to, even though I just have, um, yeah, I'll classify that on the sexual perversion and that that isn't the right expression um of sexuality so even if like you you get off um having sex with animals i'll classify that under sexual perversion as well whereas like you've perverted like the what human sex sexuality yeah what sex is supposed to be and what it's supposed to be for so even like porn is, is perversion yeah um and so yeah it isn't under that category so i wouldn't necessarily classify it as adultery because i see adultery more so as um stepping out of the marriage covenant mm. where you're you're yeah committing adultery against someone where you're stepping out of the marriage covenant mm. um whilst um sexually immoral is when you're not necessarily in a marriage covenant and you're having those mm. um mm. Uh, extramarital um whatever um but then perversion is when you've actually taken what god has created and you've perverted it so that's gotcha. what i classify under Ah, fair enough. That's a good point. <laughs> Question. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start laughing. Okay. I'm scared. What's your thoughts, yeah? Let's say you're a manga artist, right? Mm-hmm. And you create a manga version of yourself, and you get that manga version of yourself to marry a, 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 a manga female, and, you, and and then you have a sex with that manga female in the manga. Is that okay? If I am not living out some perverse fantasy through that, then it's okay. If it's just part of the storyline, then it's okay. But if it's literally me fantasizing, ah, oh, yeah, this is me, fam, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. It, it that does man's come down to the heart posture, this, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, man's living out this interior <laughs> like narrative through the character that I am designing. That's but weird. they're married. They're married. <laughs> that's the company that I've got. That's <laughs> I did one there was it was a it was a it was a particular it was a peculiar point to to emphasize that they're married. So that's why you have to, you've brought it in. Yeah. That's really Because cool. <laughs> at least the covenant is there. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that answer. Cool. Have you guys heard of the chop? No. What? <laughs> the chop. Is this like a natural hair thing? Nope. Okay. What is the chop? The chop is, or it was, um, a... Think of the great British Bake Off, 
instead of making cakes, people make carvings out of wood. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, um, it was like a Skyos initiative, um, but it got cancelled. It got axed. The chop got the chop. <laughs> Basically, because um, one of the contestants was this heavily tattooed man, so he had tattoos all over his face, all over his arms, and, da, 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 da. Mm. and it turns out that some of his tattoos were. Were um, Nazi, <laughs> oh. oh, Nazi related tattoos. So he had like the eighty-eight, which is which is, I think, um, a secret message for Hail Hitler because eight is the eighth letter. No, H is the eighth letter. So you've got HH for Hail Hitler, mm-hmm. and then it was like a sixteen. Sorry, 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 sorry. So apparently. Apparently, no one in the production caught, caught, caught any of this before they did mm. <laughs> the TV show. But then um, people people watched the trailers and, and, and like they saw all of this. And they weren't too happy about it. Mm. And then the guy tried to say that the 88 was um, for his father. Uh, it was it, it was his father died. <laughs> this time his father's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> the man there. But anyway... Um, so as a result of this guy's tattoos, the show got axed. So it's not happening. No one's going to be able to watch it. Um, in other news this week, um, the BBC has said that some of their employees are not allowed to go to LGBT and Black Lives Matter um, marches because they want to be seen as being impartial. In okay. in other other news. Um, Twitter was had to go to see like one like Supreme Court thing because there was this story about Joe Biden's son doing things with the Russians and uh, Ukrainians that could even be linked to Joe Biden whilst he was vice president. Um, I think it was like the Washington Post who tried to put this story on Twitter and um, Twitter took down the story. And like whenever anyone tried to put the story on, they got blocked and stuff. But when it was like stuff about Donald Trump and his tax returns and like all the numbers and stuff being put on there, it was fine. So what do all these things have in common? I was thinking like, should we be free to express ourselves the way we want? Or are something, or do some things need to be censored for the greater good? Hmm. So, like, you've got the guy with the Nazi tattoos, hmm. but I seem to be calling any Jews. Maybe he did it in, in the past, and he, he, he's in it. But he's just got the tattoos on the, on, on on his head. So, at the very most, we can say that he idolizes Hitler. Um, and Would you be comfortable watching a TV show if someone with KKK tattooed on his body that you can see? I mean, if it was an interesting show, I'd watch it. <laughs> or someone with, like, literally someone lynched, like, a picture of a lynched black person mm. on his body. How would you I think, feel? I think that's different from numbers representing... Um... Well, not necessarily, because, it, okay, it is different in that yeah. it's graphic. 
it's, mm. it's, a, it's a graphic depiction. And it's more of an inference than, sense, a, than an yeah, outright declaration. Yeah. The same sentiment is both people are probably crap. But my, my so so my my thing is my thing is um, the freedom of expression is, is is a right that I believe God gave every human being. You can say whatever you want. Um, however, the platform upon which you are able to express yourself and the consequences of expressing yourself are where the restrictions come in. Mm. So everyone can say whatever they want, but I think a platform is responsible for what they allow to be said on their platform. Mm. And I think the consequences of what you say should also be, you know, there should be consequences. You can't mm. just say whatever. So that, that's yeah, what I, I think. Sort of yeah. I think even the Bible echoes that where it's like teachers will be held to a higher account mm. um, for what they say. And it's not so much so that you're not allowed to say anything, but recognizing that the higher your position is, the more accountable you're going to be held to what you say. But also in addition to what Peter said, I'll, I'll definitely add that. Yes, and as much as everyone is, is free to say what they want to say, there's still a notion of, um, not a notion, a reality of community. And with community comes a set of social norms, a set of rules and, and things that we have a, a agreed to adhere to by virtue of being in this society. And if, if you don't like the rules in this society, like, you can go find another one. Mm. Like, you've got the freedom to find another one. Um, who for get, the most part. Who, who gets to decide those rules in society? Society. This society decides it. And so it's like now when... Um, so it's like with the LGBT movement, they weren't happy with certain words being associated with being a homosexual. And so they fought against that to the point where I was, I was saying to Gems that when I was in secondary school, there were certain words that were being used. Um, well, the well, well. I'm not going to say on the podcast. <laughs> <I'll edit that>. <laughs> <laughs> I am not so, that wild. I would have edited that up. <laughs> See? We're being held back. <laughs> I don't think Mo would say it in a... Would he say it outside? He would. He would say it. <laughs> <laughs> he would say it happily. Yeah, I probably would. I probably would. Stress. But I recognise, again, we are being held to a, to, we're being held to a standard. This is a platform mm. in which we're sharing our voices and we're being held to a standard. Mm. And it's not because we're a Christian. It's not because I'm trying to keep this podcast on air or whatever. But it's just like, the same way that I'm like, if you're saying something on the platform, you should know that you're going to be held to a standard. Mm. And it's the same thing that applies to us. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not even going to say, I'm not going to use that example. But um, it's, it's a case in which those words have now become so distaste, distasteful that you can't necessarily say it. And I was saying to James, like, yo, like, when I was in secondary school, us men were blurting it out on the playground and just cussing each other with it and blah, blah, blah. And now it's almost like it's a taboo to say some of these words. But there's, um, there's also an education element to it because when, and, and you know, I, I can share that sentiment in that, especially in Ghana, back in secondary school, we'd say stuff, you know, and we'd say to insult each other or we'd say whatever. But like there was, up. sorry? Stuff like what? Oh, stuff like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd say, and and it was fine, but then when you learn that someone finds that very hurtful, or that it's been used to oppress someone, or, or something like that, then you have been ed educated as to a different mm. meaning for that word, and it, you know, it's 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 easier to accept. Okay, I, I'm not going to use this word because this 
hurts you or something like that. I think that's I think that's a bit different. Yeah, I so think that definitely is a part of it. Mm. But when I was in secondary school, us man knew that these words like were derogatory and was actually distasteful and hurtful. But that was part of the whole point of us using it. Mm. It's like we wanted to to like belittle you. We wanted to put you into that space. Um, and that I think that's been part of the reason why the words have become so distasteful and have been fought against so vehemently. Where it's just like, no, these words were used to belittle us. These words weren't like jokes and stuff. But there is an element of some people who say words they know that it's bad, but they don't quite know why or to yeah. what extent and or stuff. Or don't like have that. a face to it. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. Well, what What are your thoughts on on freedom of expression, Rob? Um. I think that people should be free to express themselves however they like, as long as it doesn't lead to violence physically, mentally, of another person. But how how do we... I I agree with you. Um, And I even agree, and even saying our um, definitions as well. But I'm recognising that we're living in a society where (laughs) <laughs> someone phrased, someone phrased it. Our, our generation is. Um, <laughs> you can't say that word even worse. He has got a lot of energy. So much work. So much work. I think that we just beep out. I don't think you have to like cut it. Yeah, out. yeah, I'm gonna beep that out. Now. Yeah, I'll beep that one out. So, so someone is like our. No, it's, our gen- it's, it's true, it's like, but I think that everyone everyone is just offended by everything. Like yeah. one time Jeff was like, she can go on Twitter and say my favorite color is blue, and someone would be offended by it. Like and literally I, just by that statement. And I think that the problem is that more times than not, people bend to the complaints of people. Like I saw in the news this week, Girl Scouts of America, um, they were saying congratulations to um, a new, I think, Supreme Court person um, being sworn in, and she was like the fifth female ever to be sworn in as um, to um, to this role. And like they put a picture up of, of like the, f- the five women, but because this person who was um, put in was anti-abortion and anti a couple other things, people were saying, "Oh, how can you put such a thing up?" Uh, and so, and like because of that. Um, they took down the picture and like did a I'm sorry for putting up this picture we're just trying to um, say congratulations to a woman doing woman things mm-hmm. and it seems like in society right now only certain points of view are allowed to be seen or allowed to be expressed out loud mm-hmm. so, like, so like if we're going if we're looking at America we'll be tied you if you say you're a Trump supporter in the UK we'll be tied you if you say that you are Pro Brexit, and it's... yeah, you can't you can't say them things there. And... So there, there's also an element of echo chambers there, because you say we'll beside you if you're a Trump supporter, but that's only if you say you're a Trump supporter to certain people, or among certain circles, because there are very vocal Trump supporters that also have their own circles, and so it's become this sort of extreme tribalism where there are groups and cliques of people and amongst those groups and cliques of people, there's not any tolerance for um, individuality 
Yeah, but then, but, but then that, that tolerance only seems to go one way. So, so that's like, if you say you're a Joe Biden supporter, Trump people, yeah. they could care less. No, that's what, well, how do you mean? So like, if you say you're a Trump supporter, people will vilify you saying, how could you? Um, and like people saying you death threats, what is that good stuff? Yeah. Same way with like people that say they're pro Brexit, like like so the way that people were like legit unfriending people and following people on their social media if they found that people were pro Brexit. Mm. I don't think the same thing happened the other way around. If you were so if a pro Brexit person found out that you were anti Brexit, they weren't as extreme in their reactions. Yeah, mm. and, and it seems that when you go towards that like socialist side they are very much they're very less understanding or ready to hear the other side than our mm. way around mm. and okay. i think and it's 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 that socialist side that seems to be the sensitive part of of society that's causing us to be as moses said <laughs> beep <laughs> I appreciate that, Robert. Hey, it wasn't <laughs> me that said it. I said I heard somebody else say it. Yeah. <laughs> Even mm. though I repeated it. Yeah, and I think that yeah, I think that we, we um, as a society, we need to just toughen up a bit. If someone says something you don't like, <laughs> come off the internet, <laughs> or just say okay, that's your view. This is my view. We'll just um, agree to disagree. Yeah, I think I think as well. There's something. Um, from counterfeit gods that really struck me as I was reading it <clears throat> where Tim Keller was talking about cultural idols and I really believe that a cultural idol now is having a cause to champion like having something to be angry about having something to protest about mm. um, and it's almost seen as though if you don't then you're slacking or you're like you're not on job you're not doing something like it's like society is almost charged with this notion of i must be angry about something um now it's not saying that these aren't legitimate reasons to be angry or these aren't legitimate um causes to rally behind but it's almost like society is just demanding your anger demanding your rage like everywhere you look, society is just demanding your rage. And, and, and it's almost like people feel like if they have something to champion, something to, to rally behind, they've now got like this sense of purpose or passion or drive. And it's, it's bec- really becoming like a, a cultural idol that I find within the 21st century where it's just like, yo, all right, my wife is just <laughs> having having this this thing to almost align myself with as an I am I am rallying against this like oh. and it's almost become like a fad. So like <clears throat> so so that's like even even with like the whole like N SARS thing, like that seems to have gotten really quiet like over the past week or so. Like with the amount of noise that was being made about it in the past two weeks, I don't think any any palpable change has been made for there to be a decrease in noise being made about it. So I've got I've got a wacky theory, and just bear with me on this, but I think this is the start of, you know, the dystopian future where the corporations are in charge. I, I think this is sort of the, um, 
this is sort of the the birth of it where i think the reason why we have a sort of hunger so my my little ones i don't know if she's had a nightmare or whatever um but there's this Halloween. sort of relax not in my house <laughs> it's not <laughs> um I, I, as for um, me and my house we will worship the lord we don't, we don't celebrate halloween over here what is what is halloween it is 31st October, that's all. Anyway. Um, it is hallowed Eve. So I think the reason why we have almost a lust for anger is social media platforms recognize that that's what keeps you on there. And a lot of them, that's how they make their money, Facebook in particular. And thus their algorithms, algorithms tend to surface the things that make people angry. Because those are things that get eyes on those on those screens, and that's what you want. That's how they make money. And so I think part of it is that people are now being um, or have been conditioned to always look for the thing that makes them angry or to you know have that thing. And it's become it's it's gone past just keeping people's faces in their phones, and it's now become part of the culture. If that makes sense. And I think it's a dangerous, personally, I think it's a dangerous indication of where we're going, where a lot of these corporations, big data, algorithms are starting to influence real life society. For the longest time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, to me, weren't real life. Until now, I'm starting to see that for people, it's uh, it's getting serious. Um, that That is life. <clears throat> That's like almost mm. its entirety. <clears throat> yeah. I, I still can't fathom making friends on Facebook. Like it's it's so it's so far fetched an idea for me because you haven't seen this person, you haven't how, but it's real. Yeah. If not, catfish wouldn't be a show. Can you even see how? Can you even see how? Like what people say to you online can cause drive drive people to suicide and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah. And it's it's a real shame because it's. Whereas our generation was more so moved by, like, go outside. The one thing that, especially having a daughter who's in secondary school now, I recognise that when I was in secondary school, when I left school, for the most part, anything that happened in school stays there. Mm. It's like when I when I finish school, like, school's done. I may come home and jump on MSN, but even with the dial-up, that was only for, like, MSN. half an hour. You know, like that would be like for half an hour or something like that. And so whatever happened in school for the most part stayed in school. Mm. And then like mobile phones started to creep in slowly, slowly. And even that is like credit. Like mm. I, I need to pay for that for myself. Mm. So I ain't talking to my them like that. But now Wi-Fi, social media, all of this and that, it's like there is no demarcation between school mm. Mm-hmm. home blah 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 and so mm-hmm. stuff that happens in school is still continuing in your pra- in your personal time and mm-hmm. like it's online has become reality yeah where mandem are living online that's their persona um and it's it's it for me it looks very strange mm-hmm. so i'm like yo like life life like we can mm-hmm. go outside and kick a ball we don't we don't need to play fifa mm-hmm. like we can actually play the game yeah. Physically, um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I think I think as parents, like Mo myself and 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 Mo myself, sorry, and Robert eventually, uh, hopefully, 
once you get married, ideally. The kid is <laughs> not my son. <laughs> I think I think there is a there's an onus on us to sort of build or not build but nurture our kids to be resilient to that so or to be mm. aware of that because you're right in that it's so easy to um or, or you know for for them it's a different reality you know and what you described actually confirms to me that for kids it's a completely different reality and yeah it, it will look strange to us but i think we have to be aware and we have to be intentional in, yeah in 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 you know nurturing them to, to be ready for that or to, or to be mindful of that you know and it's just yeah it's, it's scary but I think we, we need to do and I think as a church we need to be mindful of that as well 100 I think yeah. even both as church and as parents we can sometimes demonize social media and just be like social media is all bad don't yeah. go on to it it's of the devil blah 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 and it's in that I, I think that's the total like the totally wrong um, approach to take rather than demonizing it to to work with the next generation to actually be resilient yeah. whilst online yeah. where they're actually building their internet resilience where yeah. it's just like yeah okay what is, being able to recognize what is healthy what is not mm. like when i need like this would be a good time to actually come off of it because now this is not like people are doing these things all right how can i work in a way that is more conducive so people are bullying someone can i can i even report it block it flag it whatever like do something more constructive as opposed to just yeah and rather than sit there mindlessly consuming stuff i need to create and add to the pool as opposed to just sitting there letting it wash over me so I yeah think, i was gonna say a terrifying combination is the fact that we have information overload mm-hmm. with a bunch of people that haven't been taught to critically think about oh. any of the information they're receiving and so it's just like we're consuming anything and everything and we have no way of filtering what's useful, what's true. And it's, it's just a terrifying combination that we find ourselves in, I think. And I think as adults, we have to be very intentional about understanding the technology that's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in the yeah. same way that, like, for our parents, mm-hmm. the things that our phones could do right now is so foreign yeah. to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and 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 the danger of just being prescriptive and saying it's all bad, it's all wrong is if you're not 100% correct, then they reject everything. As we, yeah. did. my parents, you know, would say, "Oh, you're on the computer all the time. It's going to make you dumb." Well, actually, no. There's some aspects that won't, and so where they there was an element of truth to what they were saying because they were so prescriptive and totalitarian in what they were saying. I just reject everything. And I don't get the good things. So I think, yeah. Robert, that's, a, that's an extremely important point that we need to educate ourselves as well and be be intentional in how we, we deal with it. Yeah. 100. And, and, and like, you know, kids, when you say don't do something, it makes them want to do it even more. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to tell them how Bro, to do it, at least. You know the ones there? It's like, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be so much more awkward. Uh, rather than telling your, your child don't go on tiktok like no come sit down here let's both go on tiktok and see what's on yeah, this thing yeah. Fam, it will change what they're looking at real quick yeah, yeah. real quick mm. but yeah it's yeah and I, yeah it's, i think it's, it's definitely multifaceted and as you as robert rightly said educating ourselves onto it recognizing that like social media isn't all bad um mm. being intentional about adding something positive to the to the to the pool yeah. um and yeah, just prep like modeling, modeling um, 
resilience whilst online. Yeah. Being able to understand it ourselves. I think it's Gary Vernachuk, I believe his last name is. Gary V. Gary V. That had done. Um, so he was saying like uh, the previous generation have almost been stuck in a cycle of complaining and whinging about social media. Mm-hmm. Um without recognising that that's the trajectory that society is going down. Mm-hmm. And so rather than whinging and complaining and stuff and almost becoming like blockbuster, like resisting the change, yeah. embrace it, recognise it, and just start to educate, as we, as you, Robert said, start to educate yourself into how to do this in a way that is actually more productive yeah. and constructive than destructive. Oh, Don't bend a little, otherwise you break. Yeah. Shout out to Blockbuster. Nah, no shout out. They're dead. Not. Uh, apparently, Wolves is coming back. Nah, it was, it was a hoax. It was a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> someone oh, someone started a Twitter Twitter account for them and got people reminiscing on what um, what they missed about Woolworths. But apparently, the, the bosses from Woolworths came out and said, nah, like, it's not them. Woolworths ain't coming back. How easy it is to start like world, global, or national rumors um, nowadays. Um, Want to hear something funny? <laughs> so PS5 distribution in India had to be delayed <laughs> because one because one random guy <laughs> trademarked PlayStation Five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's what that's what we're thinking. That's mad. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, I think that'd be a nice place to round up the podcast. I think we have I might trademark PlayStation Six. You can try. <laughs> I, I, I think they would have learned from the mistakes. Um, oh yeah, you can't even try to trademark Xbox because the way they go wild with their names is just bad. <laughs> I might be asshole with that team. Elections are this week. Could you think? Could you guys think is, is going to win? What elections? American or American elections? Yeah. You know, it's it's like I, I haven't followed it too much, but from what I what I know, it's almost like trying to pick the lesser of two evils. That's what's almost always been with it, like with um, American elections. I'm gonna quote someone cheesy and say, no matter who's president, Jesus is king. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that you know was what? cheesy. I know it's gonna be controversial. <laughs> I know it's gonna be controversial. But I actually think I want Donald Trump to win. You want Donald Trump to win? Yes. Mm. Um, I think one. It will keep America honest because they know that he's full of crap anyway. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there'll be no surprises. Dude, no, you, you know what? I, not, not that I care, but I don't think I don't think America will ever be honest because they're in a post-truth. Like America is literally post-truth right now. Like no, it doesn't no, hold, matter. Hold, 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 and what I mean by keep 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 them honest is that. Mm. So many people are vote, will, will will vote for Joe Biden just because they hate Donald Trump, mm. with having no idea what any of his oh, policies man. are, and mm. I think that's very dangerous. <laughs> so like he could legit come in and say he's going to do the maddest things, and people will say, "Well, at least Donald Trump is out." Did you see Biden's um, Biden's campaign sponsored a? Um, Charlie Clips and DNA. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I saw that. That is so. I find that offensive. They're so pandering. They 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 pander too much, and I hate it. 
but if you're getting the people to do it, are they pandering? If you're getting black people, man, to do man, them will pay. Man, uh, yo, for Charlie Clips and them, man, we're getting paid. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they they jumped on the Eminem disc with Nick Cannon, so they would obviously do anything for money. But yeah, nah, but I think they're signed to Nick Cannon's record label. Yeah, but you don't have to do a song. You don't have to, but I think it kind of puts you in a nice position with with, with the boss man store. But obviously, boss bossman kind of lost his thing with with his boss man, but he's been able to rectify that situation. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I know that. Like, um, we're we're wrapping up, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Let me, let me throw. Let me, so let me just throw a random random one out. You know, um, what's his face? John MacArthur, Grace yeah. to Tabernacle, or whatever. So they have been. <clears throat> actively defying the COVID lockdown procedures mm. and regulations talking about we're exercising our First Amendment rights or whatever. Mm. We're going to gather and worship um, and quoting about how <clears throat> whenever the world is trying to do something, the first thing they try to do is stop worship. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm just like, you men are actually backwards. Like, <laughs> like, I thought I thought that your leader was on this Bible thing, but you might are actually using the Bible in a backwards way. Like, what makes you think that because the, the physical church is closed, you can't worship together? <laughs> I saw a meme. I saw a meme and it was a split screen of a baby with a boot on his neck. And, and, and the top part was a baby with a boot on his neck. And you can see the baby's head and you can see like the foot of the of the boots. And I was like, persecution, um, American church's persecution. And then at the bottom, it was a full length picture of the baby with his hand in the boot on his <laughs> neck. And I was like, actual American persecution. And it's like, you guys sometimes, yeah. And, and the reason I bring this up is because um, MacArthur now has... Um, like release this whatever about who to vote for and looking at the person's um <clears throat> what the person presents within his campaign what he's going to do what lines up more with biblical principles vote for that person mm. and that's that's literally like the clear cut don't vote for who you like don't vote for who you think is more charismatic mm. vote for the policies that most line up with the bible and I'm like, your argument makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Our politicians are politicians. Yeah. Yeah. And then as much as you can lobby to try to hold them accountable to what they say, bro, you just put them into power. Yeah. yeah. Like when Brexit and stuff, them are like, oh, we spend what, 12 million? We're going to save 12 million. And then after us Brexit, Boris the was like, day. you said that. You, you said day. that. You know, like that, it's like you said that we don't, we don't, we don't, we ain't got twelve million. And it's just like, yo, we got recordings, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's interesting just seeing the the Christian perspective within the elections and how the Christians are trying to lobby from a quote unquote biblical perspective as to who to vote for and how to go about voting when their actions aren't necessarily in line with the Bible. And it's it's big done like. But yeah, let's let's round up before man goes into a rant and have grace to you trying to comfort it, comfort a black person furnace. To all our American listeners, please go out and exercise your right to vote.
I thought you were just going to stop my exercise, but yeah. Hookups? So, I'll go first. I've been watching um, Blood of Zeus Aye. on Netflix. You stole, you stole my, my hookup. That's why I went first, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's actually really, really good. It's, it's interesting. I haven't finished it. I think I'm two episodes. Uh, I've got two episodes left. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite interesting. It's a fun watch. Binge it, uh, thirty minute episode. So yeah, it's uh, quite good. Blood of Zeus, check it out. Yeah. So I'll go next. Yeah, my man just stole Blood of Zeus and that. Um, so it's it's a three part hookup. Robert, yeah. allow me in it. It's a three part hookup. <laughs> Robert's looking disappointed. Fam, he, he's like, normally you do two, and even that is a bit touchy. I'm tired. Yeah, that's a good good look. So three part. The first part is Blood of Zeus, obviously. So it's just tagging along Peter's thing, even though it's my thing. But the reason I'm gonna do the other two would have been one, but I think Blood of Zeus, if you watch Blood of Zeus, you should watch Castlevania. Um because mm-hmm. it's similar. Yeah. It's not the exact same storyline or anything, but like I think it's the same studio that does both of them. Mm. They're both Netflix originals, um, and the animation is very similar. Like just the yeah. mythology and everything is, is very similar. Mm. Um, it's just a, it's just a different storyline, um, but it's very similar. So yeah, if you enjoy Blood of Zeus, then I'd recommend watching Castlevania as well. I think there's three seasons out already. Mm. First two seasons are only about like eight episodes or something. Four episodes, yeah. First, I think they're only four episodes. Four episodes um, deep each season. Um, but then my actual hookup now is um, Tokyo Ghoul on Netflix. They've they've dropped the latest season, um, RE or RE. Um, so there's about three, two or three seasons in all. And yo, it's it's dope. They kind of skipped the timeline a little piece in the new in the new season. So it's like it's a bit disorientating, but swavy. Swavy. Cool. Well, since there seems to be a theme of anime for our anime sexuals out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, I hook up two of me anime series. Um, this one is called Your Lie in April. I, I, may, I may have hooked it up before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but cool. It, it's, a, it's a great series. It's about this um, piano prodigy um, mm, who, yeah. whose mum whose dies. And when, when, when she does, she curses him. So, like, whenever he plays, he can't hear the sound of himself play, playing the piano. And then one day he meets this, this like pretty violin girl, and then his world just opens up to a burst of color, and and, and it just tells tells their story. It's a nice little, nice little anime, and like the the like classical music that they play is actually quite banging. It's a really like really high production show. You sh- you should check it out. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh. Your lie in April, as in like the, uh, as in the lie you told in April. So like your lie. Oh. In April. Let uh, me. My screen might go blank. I'm gonna add it to my team. Okay. Whilst was doing that, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK, on Instagram TBS Furnace. You can 
Email us at no, you can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash blacks fellas no apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps. Blah, 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 blah. The blacks is fellas with an apostrophe. I think that's it. Oh, found it. Added to my list. Happy Halloween, guys. Wonder, wonder. Oh, did you guys ever go trick or treating? I think no. I went once when I was like super young. I went at Fred Flintstone. I remember that one. <laughs> and I, I, I think it was because there was a, a fancy dress party that my mum wanted me to go to. So yeah. I can't picture a young Peter as Fred Flintstone. Okay. Fine, fine, Peter looks like a caveman. <laughs> The reason why I like this is because I had a club. That's the reason I like this. I had a club. Bam, 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 bam was the, the guy, you know. Bam, bam was the guy. Anyway, but you know what? For uh, the Flintstones, the theme song. I mean, I realized that they were saying we'll have a gay old time. Yeah, I just sat yeah. there for five minutes and I was yeah. like, raw. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, Robert, that's all yours. Yeah, it's the black. <laughs> Just the black just by the side of that. Black. Sorry.